We have to go back! Welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. Great name. And I'm Grayson. <laughs> and today we are reviewing the 2006 live action slash computer animated comedy drama Charlotte's Web. Why? Because the new Dragon Tattoo movie comes out, mm-hmm. uh, Girl in the Spider's Web. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and webs. Yes. <laughs> Full stop. No further explanation needed. Uh, and we will be reviewing the animated movie during Into the Spider-Verse because, you know, sure. webs as well. Webs and animation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, and pigs. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of crossover. Wow. We should have kept this one in our pocket. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, if you do not remember, uh, Charlotte's Web is based off of the children's novel uh, in 1952 of the same name written by E.B. White. Uh, and it's all about um, a pig who has to come to terms with his existence at a very his young mortality, age. mortality, really. Yeah. Just, just mm. And... Uh, and then uh, a very lovely spider named Charlotte uh, helps him to come to terms with his life and life as a whole. Wow. You got that from that? <laughs> uh, um, well, <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. If it's been a while since you've watched Charlotte's Web, this live action one, uh, or you've never seen it, uh, hot tip, just watch the preview on iTunes. It's literally every plot point from the movie, yes. beginning to end. So you just watch that, you're all cut up, yep. and it saves you the three ninety nine in rental fees. <laughs> so the movie Charlotte's Web is based off of the book, like we said, uh, written by E.B. White. And we tried doing some research, uh, but he there's no real um, background as to why he wrote the book. In fact, E.B. White and through bitter old man fashion said, uh, when asked why he wrote the book, he said, I haven't told you why I wrote the book, but I haven't told you why I sneeze either. A book is a sneeze. Wow. Yeah. That is not a house you trick or treat at. <laughs> the first of many bitter statements. Now, if you are thinking about Charlotte's Web, you might be recalling uh, the animated uh, Hanna-Barbera animated uh, movie mm. back from 1977. Yes. Uh, well, mm-hmm. that adaptation was not really enjoyed by E.B. White. Uh, oh, no. Another great quote from him is, The story is interrupted every few minutes so that somebody can sing a jolly song. I don't care much for jolly songs. The Blue Hill Fair, which I tried to report faithfully in the book, has become a Disney World with 76 trombones. But that's what you get for getting embroiled in Hollywood. End quote. Yikes. I mean, I guess when you're mid-sneeze, you don't want to stop and sing a song. (laughs) So that makes sense. Uh, And so this movie, uh, which came out in 2006, uh, was actually made without any involvement of E.B. White's estate. They just said, hey, we're making this movie. Deal with it. Uh, I was very surprised to see that Nickelodeon actually had involvement with it. But they they did. Uh, And originally, Tim Burton uh, was optioned to make what I would assume to be a very... A darker version of this um yeah. so instead of 
making a movie about saving a pig being butchered, Tim Burton turned down Charlotte's Web to direct Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Um, hmm. you, you, when you're caught between two butchers, you choose the one with music. <laughs> nice. Uh, and someone else dropped out of another project to be a part of this film. Danny Elfman dropped out of Spider-Man 3 to score this film. And uh, he chose right. He chose yeah. correctly. He chose the right spider. <laughs> well, and if Tim Burton had stayed on the project and Danny Elfman had done it, it would have added to the countless projects that they worked on together. Yes. I mean, literally, I can't count that high, <laughs> and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and so this movie, when it came out, um, it had it was pretty successful. It wasn't uh, as successful as I was expecting it to be. Um with a budget of $85 million, it had a gross uh, sales of $144.9 million, uh, which is, you know, several million dollars of profit. But I was assuming that, like, a classic like this would have, like, you know, bajillions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, but it also uh, came out uh, during a time where it was just a sleepier season and actually originally pushed back its... Um, released as to not conflict with other great Nickelodeon pictures, such as Nacho Libre. And Barnyard. And Barnyard. They were like, oh, oh no, we put Charlotte's Web and Barnyard in the same release month. <laughs> we certainly have a type. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, it was released and several people loved it. It was certified fresh by Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, oh. And the movie actually used the same um, computer graphics uh, animation studios as Stuart Little, another film based on E.B. White's book. Uh, so, uh, you know, they kept it in the family. And the movie doesn't really add any new plot points to the story, even though it's like a you know live action film. Um, but they do kind of flesh out barnyard animals, uh, like the names of the different barnyard animals, like Gussie and Golly the geese, Samuel the sheep, mm -hmm. uh, Bitsy and Betsy. They all have different names in the movie, but I don't think they did. I think it was just horse number one and cow number two and three. And they emphasize the family dynamic of the barnyard animals as well a little bit more. But that's pretty much it, which is impressive for a live-action adaptation of a 1950s book. Yeah, and you're going to run into a lot of problems doing a live-action adaptation, especially when your main character of Wilbur is a piglet. They actually had 47 different Wilbers on oh set because gosh. the piglets kept growing up too fast <laughs> but each of them knew only one trick so they had like a wilbur that could look up or a wilbur that could walk to a fixed point and one that could backflip yeah yeah that's the backflip wilbur mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. it took me a while to realize this but this is another pig movie that i'm sure we will cover eventually uh but babe the story yes. of babe so yes. much of this movie i was like oh yeah and this thing Nope, that's Babe. That's oh, no. uh, definitely Babe. When does he say that'll do? Yeah. It's not this movie. <laughs> Another movie about a pig trying to prove his worth. Uh, it's tough to be a pig. It really is. I mean, we've already done a movie of a pig trying to prove its worth when we did the Muppet movie. And, I mean, it's a running theme now. Oh, man. Someone owes Evie White a check. He's like, I don't get paid for my sneezes. <laughs> Uh, and uh, just my last little kind of fun fact, uh, tying 
you know, flashback flicks to this movie indirectly, uh, Debbie Reynolds was the voice of the original Charlotte in the animated uh, Charlotte's Web from, hmm. uh, you know, Halloween Town. So fun. And uh, tying this movie to other movies we've done, there's a dynamite cast uh, oh for this live action remake. But I'm pretty sure that Julia Roberts doesn't do a movie unless 11 other famous <laughs> people are attached to it. That's true. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you get me Andre Benjamin from the hit hip hop duo Outcast, or I walk. It's in her writer. Yeah. <laughs> What I was surprised about was how amazingly accurate all the spider stuff was. Really? Uh, I was reading up about the type of spider that Charlotte is, and I don't remember how much of this is in the book and how much they kind of added to this live-action remake, but uh, Charlotte introduces herself as Charlotte A. Cavatica, uh, which is because Arrhenius Cavaticus spiders are more commonly known as barn spiders. Uh, and so it's a reference to the scientific name of the type of spider that she is. But it's so accurate because these barn spiders, they weave orb-like structures like that thing when she weaves the the birth sack around yeah. the 514 babies. Like, uh, and then they also are known to make structures on wood. So it's like they, they were tying in a lot of the scientifically true things about this type of spider. Uh, and true to the movie, they're nocturnal. They actually deconstruct their webs and then remake them each evening, which is why she was constantly having stuff to do each night. Wow! And I thought this was interesting. They Like a lot of spiders, they use the vibrations from the web to tell if their prey has been trapped. Um, so if they think that something's been caught, they will shake the web. And if it shakes back, they know that they've caught some prey. And if it doesn't, they know that it's just like sticks or leaves or some kind of non-food item that got caught in there. Uh, but when they do catch something, they wrap it in silk, like what she did with the fly. And by the way, why is the fly the only thing that doesn't have a voice? It's like those faceless cups in Beauty and the Beast. I mean, even if it was just screaming as it got caught, I would believe it a little more. Just these terrified fly screams as he drinks its blood. Uh, but all of it was very accurate as far as the spider science behind Charlotte. Wow. Uh, thank you, Grayson, for doing that hard research Yeah, of the spiders. That's, that's amazing. I have uh, nothing nearly uh, as interesting to tell you about pigs uh, or the county fair, uh, which I think was rigged, but we'll get to that later. It was very rigged. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was pig rigged. <sighs> uh, okay, so uh, so was this? This was my first time watching this movie. Was this your first time seeing this version? I can't remember. <laughs> I. It seemed really familiar. I okay, so. I think I saw this movie when it came out, but I don't know why I would have, because I would have been a senior in high school and not really the key demographic for this film, but it seemed really familiar. And I know I read the book a lot as a kid, and I also sneezed a lot as a kid, uh, but I definitely saw the 1973 animated film, um, which I found out there was actually a sequel to the animated film called Charlotte's Web 2, Wilbur's Great Adventure, what? where Wilbur's grown and he's like a huge pig and he's like the uncle sized pig that we saw in this movie. And he becomes friends with a lamb named Cardigan who gets like sold off to a farmer and 
adventures ensue, uh, which is a, an adorable name for a lamb yes. cardigan. But uh, it came out in 2003, just a mere 40 years after the first one, and nay, three years before this live-action remake. So I, I feel like I saw this movie, but it, it for the most part, it was like I was watching it for the first time. Yeah. Like, for me, I grew up watching the 1970s uh, Hanna-Barbera version a lot. Like, a surprising yeah. amount. Um, like, I remember... That it was definitely a musical, and I there's different moments where I was expecting them to have him sing, uh, but I guess they took the feedback from E.B. White and they said no one will be singing during this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I noticed just from watching the live action one, from what I remembered from the animated one, was that I don't think I really caught on to Wilbur's death fate as much as i remember charlotte's death like i remember charlotte's death being very sad uh oh yeah and that being something like oh oh man like charlotte's uh. dead and then i remember feeling like i i felt for wilbur the thing i remember the most was wilbur being like we saved her eggs and then all the little <laughs> babies like we belong to the wind we <laughs> it's just like we're <laughs> Um, that's a serious rap on Charlotte's kids. Like they're just like just flying out, and him just being so sad. Like, where are you going? I'm like, yeah, where are they going? Why? Why would they do? And then I didn't realize I was being taught a nature thing. Um, but those those are the biggest things I remember. But I I don't remember Wilbur's fate being the thing that Charlotte was ensuring. She's like, hey, I'm just gonna Mm. help them like you. Because uh, I, I, I just guess I don't, or at the very least, I don't remember connecting those ideas together. That like, hey, they're gonna kill you unless you are something special, and that was yeah, that was it. The stakes have never been higher the st- or juicier. Th- there you go. <laughs> but my reaction to this movie was, um, oh my goodness. This is the second time that Julia Roberts has made me cry with her being a tiny thing. Living in a tree-like thing. Yes. Yeah. I I was just like, her whole death scene, I'm like, I know it's coming. Like, I, I've i seen the cartoon, but then I'm like, uh, this, don't, th- just don't do, don't make me cry. I'm just like, I'm literally fighting back tears for like the last 20 minutes of the movie. I'm like, it's going to be. Oh, and then Templeton's, he's just right back. Oh, man, that's, like, I just, it, it just took a lot. Uh, it's, it's very emotional, very uh, sweet. Because, like, Charlotte's whole thing is just like, you made everyone think a spider was beautiful. I'm like, no, don't, don't say that, Charlotte. Yeah. It was rough. It was, I was not, I, I, I think I was really just expecting, like, a babe level kind of, you know, like, what a cute little story about a pig who can do things. Like, I was expecting Wilbur to, like, perform more. I was like, I remember yeah. Wilbur, like, doing flips or something. And then he, like, did a flip once. I was like, is that it? Oh, That's it. What movie am I thinking of? And it was Babe. Every single time yeah. it was Babe. Yeah. Like, incorporate it into the Airbud universe and teach him how to kick a soccer ball and call it the Pig Green. <laughs> like, it's right there. Well done. 
well done. Yeah, there there was a lot about this that um, surprised me. Whether or not I had seen it before, uh, I was still surprised. Like, getting killed with an axe seems like a pretty severe punishment for being late to dinner. <laughs> a huge overreaction. This dad is punctual. Yeah. Like, well, there's nothing oh. left to do. Grab the axe. Oh. But that pig is super cute. And especially when he was sitting in the desk, I was just like, wow, I get it. Like, I, I understand yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And in general, I thought the, the animal lip syncing was actually really strong. The animation technology they used for it. Um, but I did find the spider lip syncing to be rather unsettling. I mean, they're just the two like mandible pinchers clapping back and forth. It's like a furry pair of scissors. <laughs> it's very upsetting. Uh, yeah, well, there were times where I, I, at least in like the first like 15, 20 minutes of the movie, I'm like, are, is this is this a CGI pig? Because I was like, this looks like a real pig, and then. The pig did something very CGI-like. I don't know, like, flip or... Like, run his head into a that fence. That was the one. Yeah. <laughs> when he ran into the fence, I'm like, oh, there's a CGI. That That's a really good-looking pig. <laughs> like, I was really yeah. impressed with that. Yeah. But I thought the web-building scenes were mesmerizing as well. Yeah. It was almost like a dance that they animated, and it was just really beautiful. I only really remember... Of all of the Charlotte's Web stuff that I I know I've been exposed to over the years... Just the phrase some pig is like one of the only things that stuck with me. I didn't even remember the death super well. I was just like some pig. Like that phrase was just burned into my into my mind. And they, they bring it up quite a bit in the movie too, which is probably part of it. I think that's like the main catchphrase from it. Um, but what I did notice watching it this time is that there must be zero crime in this town <laughs> For the front page headline to be about a spider web. Oh, man. There's nothing else happening. There's no elections. There's like nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah spider webs. No, spider webs. And that, that was something I was thinking about, too. I was just like, man, is it either a slow news day or like a, oh, thank goodness. Finally, something's happening in this town. Because it was every time it was on the front page. Every single time. It's not like, oh, we've seen this before. We're going to bump it down to page two. It was every time. Yeah, and every time that people saw it clear as day in the newspaper, they said, we got to go see this thing. And then they go out to the right. farm, which is yeah. not near the city because that was a long line of cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sitting in traffic to see this word. I mean, if you saw it the first time, you can kind of picture the word the second time, right? It's also the paper had a picture yes. of it. It looks the same. They they took the picture from that thing that you're going to go see. Yeah. Um, but I was also shocked that nobody really seemed to talk about the fact that he did a backflip. How was he still in danger of being turned into pork after he did a backflip like that? That didn't earn his livelihood like, oh, no, he's, I'm going to make the money back on the yeah. bacon. It's like, really? Uh, whatever the pig does, yeah, we don't care. It's that spider web. Where's that spider? I don't know, but the pig's there. Let's let's take pictures of the pig. I don't know, man. You expect me to find a spider in this entire <laughs> barn? And that, and I did aside. not believe his life. Like, yeah, search the whole barn. It's like, did you, though? Did you search the whole barn? The whole barn. Search the whole barn. Did he find his rat problem while he was searching the whole barn? Because... The structural integrity of that barn has been jeopardized by the thoroughfare uh. that's been created underneath. 
It is so porous at this point that one broken rotten egg can be smelled across the farm in open air, even when exposed in a subterranean environment. Unbelievable. And we're talking a lot about the animals, but uh, there is one story here that I think really kind of uh, is resolved in a very beautiful way. And that is the childhood romance between Dakota Fanning and the bucket hat kid. Uh, (laughs) This bucket hat kid is a smooth operator. She shows up with no tickets, and he's like, two tickets for the Ferris wheel. And then he accidentally holds her hand. I mean, shoot, kid, get out of (laughs) here. Bucket hat kid knows what's up. And he played the long game. It took him like a year. But, you know, he... He played it cool. Yeah. Kudos to the bucket hat kid. Kudos to the bucket hat kid. Oh. Oh, and Ricky, I owe you an apology. Okay. You and I have uh, had an ongoing argument over the years about one specific film, and you were right the whole time. Because when I saw the rat frolicking in the cotton candy machine, I suddenly completely understood all of your feelings about Ratatouille. Thank you! That was repugnant. Great. This is, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, ugh. I was I was fine with Templeton. I was like, maybe, like he was in the slop. He was doing all this other stuff. I'm like, maybe I need to rethink my, my stance on Ratatouille because I'll have a problem with this. And then he swam in the cotton candy machine. And I was like, nope. No. Statement still stands. No, Humans no. ate that. They did. And the guy just kept serving it. And the rats using it like a cotton candy jacuzzi. Unbelievable! Yeah. No, yeah. no, you you were right the whole time. Thank you. Yeah. So I after watching this movie, I I, I was curious um, if you could have any word in like a web, like what would you want it to be? Is this like the words? Is is the word supposed to describe me? Oh yeah. Because I guess that was the thing. They they were all like descriptors of of Wilbur. Right. Yeah. So something that you that would describe you. I guess I'd have Charlotte stitch the word adequate. Yeah. I'll I'll just go with, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> eh, all right. Okay. So it would be eh, comma, all right. Yeah. I think it would have been a real short movie if she had just done the word tasty. <laughs> and it would have been over. Yeah. I mean, she's not wrong. Got to take a word for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it wasn't going to be eh, all right. I would probably get the word headcanon. Oh, headcanon. How did I not see that? Oh, man, I walked right into that headcanon. Just like a spider's web, you'll walk straight into it. Uh, Headcanon is a part of the show where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Uh, Now, something that I just found out from uh, my good friend Google. um, Oh, Google McIntyre. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you know we went to school with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Babe uh, came out in 1983. 83? Uh, 83, or the book? I should say oh, the, book. the book. The book. The book. Oh. the book came out in 1983. Movie came out in 1995. Got it. Okay. Um, and so it's a very similar kind of story. So, Babe is an orphan piglet. You know, he, he's found by this one guy. He takes him. I do think that Babe is Wilbur's grandson. Oh. Because they said Wilbur grew up. He grew old. Yeah. And that's like in the 50s. Um, yeah. Met that lamb friend, Cardigan. Right. 
Right. And so maybe he met up with someone. Oh. Uh, had his own little litter of piglets and one got away. Um, or maybe that piglet then had another set of piglets that got away. Anyway, I'm just saying yeah. uh, the remarkable pig family tree starts with Wilbur and Babe is like the next generation. I get it. So it's like Babe episode four, a new pork. <laughs> it's exactly that, but I couldn't yeah. have said it better myself. Babe, sausage links to the past. <laughs> Oh, man. So speaking of, I don't think I've laughed this early in a movie than when Dakota Fanning saves Wilbur. And then it's a hard cut to just a, a bacon just being cooked on the stove. Yeah. Just like, I'm not going to let you hurt him. <laughs> just like a hard, <laughs> just a hard cut. Oh. I was like, oh, is this a deleted edit of it? Yeah. Just like, oh, you heard him. None of I have anything to say about it. Somebody once told me. No. End of uh, film. So yeah, the uh, Wilbur Babe connection is my uh, piece of headcanon. How about you? Yeah, so I had a couple false starts on my headcanon. Uh, they kept getting either disproved or not uh, not big enough. Um, like my first one was that Charlotte was part of Wilbur's subconscious. Because it was like... She falls when he passed out, and like she dies when he doesn't need her anymore. So I was like, "Is it like a is it like a Fight Club thing?" It wasn't. Um, and then I was like, "Well, maybe it's Bo Bridges because it's interesting that he's like such a uh, a prominent actor in such a small part." It's like maybe this is actually a crossover, and he's Doctor Doolittle, and he's like the vet of the town, and that's why he's not surprised by everything that's going on because he can communicate with them. And, but there wasn't really enough to like build a whole thing on that. And then I was like. Well, what about the two crows? Like, what if they're actually Odin's messengers, and that's why they fly away into space in the end credits? Except that Odin's crows are named Hujin and Moonin, and these crows are Elwyn and Brooks, uh, the first and middle names of the book's author, E.B. White. So then I came up with my headcanon, and I titled this headcanon, Charlotte's Web of Lies. <laughs> So track with me on this. So okay. Charlotte's ultimate plan is actually to divide the barn as payback for ostracizing her for all these years. <laughs> and she knows that the animals are sensitive about how much value they contribute to the farm because like the, the conversation with the horse and the sheep about how they don't work and all that. Um, and so she knows that by celebrating Wilbur, it'll drive demand for some of the other animals as well. So like when we see the crowd that gathers around the barn, uh, they actually sold off Mother Goose's newly hatched goslings for a dollar each. Like, did you, it's a really quick shot. But the babies that she just hatched, they sold them away for a buck. And so it's like that's how she started by dividing them, by getting these animals that are in high demand sold off. I mean, her own babies got sold off. So uh, that's just the beginning of it. But she knows that he won't win the county fair. Um and she makes it look like she wants him to win it, but she knows that he won't win it. And to make sure of that, she has Templeton the Rat eat his slop. So that's how she's keeping Wilbur underweight for this this county fair. Um, and it 
basically guarantees that he's going to be turned into bacon. So she gets the entire barn to believe in something, uh, only to have it ripped away from them, saying, like, he's going to win this competition, but she's anticipating that he's still going to be turned into bacon. It's going to fracture the barn and really put them in their place. Uh, It would devastate them. But what she didn't count on was for the fair commissioner to fudge the rules and give Wilbur some kind of Dumbledore-esque medal for friendship. (laughs) Uh, So she uh, realized that her plan had failed, and uh, she has no choice but to pass on her mission. And that's why she gives Wilbur the spider grenade of 514 babies (laughs) to take back to the barn. Uh, And so they they spring forth, strike terror across the barn, crippling (laughs) even the strongest among them. The trusty horse is just frozen in terror with these baby spiders on his face. Um, But with one last twist of fate, the spiders are swept away by the wind. Only three remain to finish what their mother started and to snare the biggest catch of them all, some pig. Now, if there were a post-credit sequence to this movie, I believe it would be Wilbur completely ensnared in a blanket of silk, struggling to get out. <laughs> then would cut the black and white text would say, Wilbur will return in Charlotte's Web 2, Pigs in a Blanket. <laughs> All right, Grayson, I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it right here, right now. In front of all of our listeners, that is your best head cannon that you have ever, oh, ever done. Thank you. I am forever shooketh from the idea that Charlotte's Web is just a big conspiracy. Big conspiracy. Oh, it's, I love it. Oh. Nothing changes about the movie except your no. interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Well Thank done. You. That's. Some headcanon. <laughs> All right, now we're going to go into the part of the show where we like to talk about recasts and remakes. Recast, remake. If this movie were to be remade today, who would you cast? What would the storyline be? Uh, I took a slightly different approach uh, with this recast remake. Uh, I would love to adapt this mm. almost in the vein. So the one of my favorite literary adaptations is of Pride and Prejudice. Uh, and on YouTube, they made the web series The Lizzie Bennet Diaries, which is a modern-day adaptation of that novel. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a modern-day adaptation of Charlotte's Web, um, except everyone is, you know, human. Yeah. Oh, that'd be uh, cool. And basically, you make it about middle school or high school, and Wilbur is this really scrawny kid who kind of gets bullied mm-hmm. um, and Charlotte's whole thing is that she wants to help get him famous and popular. Oh um, yeah. And therefore this show, it, it's the show is still the same, but it's a mini series and it's still called Charlotte's web. Uh, <sighs> but it's her webcam. Charlotte's webcam. Oh man. Yeah. Um, that is strong. Yeah, but Charlotte is always just behind the scenes. She never gets in front of it, but she's she always makes Wilbur uh, look better than him. So she's basically his ghostwriter. Um, but then, uh, you know, same thing happens. Like, she ultimately does die. Mm. Uh, and it's sad, but then Wilbur kind of, you know, takes on. Um, and it's more about him finding his own voice and his identity. Yeah. Um, even after she has, like, you know, set him up so well 
but that would that was what I thought of. I think would be a really interesting adaptation of Charlotte's Web. I love that. I love the idea of making the animals human, and that's the difference between you and me, Ricky, because you took it to this like fun popularity contest. <laughs> I would set it to where Wilbur is a wrongfully convicted felon on death row, and Charlotte is his lawyer. Uh, trying to get the charges dropped. And in the final scene, she dies and gives birth simultaneously to 514 babies. <laughs> yeah, it's really terrifying, which actually goes seamlessly into uh, my remake, which is this whole thing takes place in Somerset, Maine. Um so I would place this solidly within the Stephen King universe because all of his stuff takes place in Maine as well. And, uh, you know, overlap it with Pet Cemetery or Cujo or something like that. Something with animals. Uh, you could just call it Some Pig. That's a pretty scary title, I guess. Uh, same cast, um, except that the Stranger Things kid would play Wilbur and Bill Skarsgård would play Charlotte. <laughs> just how i would do it <laughs> oh charlotte's law i love it <laughs> dun, 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 dun. oh that's great that's a fantastic remake all right now we're going to go into our final segment where we give you our reasons to recommend so grayson why would you recommend the live action 2006 charlotte's web if you're looking for a Nickelodeon movie that feels like a Disney movie, I recommend Charlotte's Web. It's really heartfelt. It's really cute. There's strong animal personalities with a dynamite cast. And like we, we keep mentioning the cast, but I mean, it's, it's worth calling out some of the names like Julia Roberts, Steve Buscemi, John Cleese, Oprah Winfrey, Cedric the Entertainer, Kathy Bates, Reba McIntyre, Robert Redford. Thomas Hayden Church, Andre Benjamin, uh, and the rest, Dakota Fanning. It's There's so many stars here, and all of their personalities just pop in this movie. Um, you can tell who they are without even seeing the cast list, too. That's how much they play into the personality. It was like, there's no way anyone else played Templeton other than Steve Buscemi. And so that that's just really fun to see. The The animation, especially for the time, is really well done, I, I believe. Um, you can see some of the seams, but with what they were doing at the time, it's pretty impressive, especially on the lip-syncing front. Um, it's yeah. not animals chewing peanut butter. It They are lip-syncing. And uh, finally, I just thought this was beautifully scored by Danny Elfman. And it he has these fantastical themes that echo Nightmare Before Christmas and Edward Scissorhands and round out that quirky yet charming atmosphere of the film where it exists. So um, even though E.B. White Foundation had nothing to do with this, I would, I'd like to think that this uh, is more in line with the spirit of his uh, initial vision for this story. And I, I just, I just recommend it. It's a fun, cute, charming film uh, that just makes your heart a little warmer by the end of it. So that's why I recommend Charlotte's Web. Very well said. Yeah, in my humble opinion, uh, I think that Charlotte's <laughs> Web, <laughs> I think that Charlotte's Web is such a really edutaining movie. Like I was just learning a lot about just you know spiders and and pigs and stuff. Just like like he said, hey, what does that mean? Like oh yeah, what does that word mean? 
teach me a thing, Charlotte. Like, I just, I, I liked how it was teaching kids about, like, you know, nature and all these other different things. And even just, like, hard life lessons like death um, and loss and all these other things. But it's it's so entertaining and, and sweet. It's, it's a nice, sweet, edutaining movie that will definitely warm your heart because it's, like some of these quotes from the book were just like inspiring. Just like it was an ordinary barn and he was an ordinary pig. But sometimes when you take two ordinary things, they become unordinary. Mm, I'm just yeah. like, oh my god, yes! Like just little different things that just help make a uh, normal everyday life feel a little bit more special. And even how like Wilbur, like the uh, the ripples of Wilbur's presence, just like that town felt a little bit special after that. Everyone was kind of nicer to each other because they felt like they were a part of something special. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like inspired to like not destroy a spider web. <laughs> like it's a very sweet movie. Um, and I think it's, uh, it's something that you would typically not, expect to see from a g-rated movie right um you you probably expect it to be a little bit more pandering or a little bit more dumbed down but like this this felt like a movie that i feel like the whole family could enjoy and learn something from so i'd recommend it for that reason nice really nice radiant even oh thank you grayson some podcast and that is our review of the 2006 live action charlotte's web let us know what you remember about charlotte's web whether it be the animated or the live action movie or maybe even the book we just want to know your thoughts over on twitter we are at flashback flicks and it would mean a lot to us uh, if you could leave us a rating and review on apple podcasts or on soundcloud you can even leave comments per little section of how, wherever you're listening. So if you listen this far, go ahead and leave us a comment over there. Uh, it helps people to know that this podcast is radiant. Oh, yeah. And if you want to leave uh, lengthier comments, that's fine. But it might be fun for this one to see if you can leave a one-word comment. Oh, yeah. yeah. How would you describe the podcast in one word? <laughs> one word. Podcast. <laughs> Accurate. Very accurate. Yeah. It's just the first one that came to mind. <laughs> uh, and if you were to give it a star rating on a scale of one to five strips of bacon. Whoa. Yeah, from that hard cut scene. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Next time on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Next week, audiences everywhere will be flocking to the theaters to watch Johnny Depp play a pasty villain that sows destruction wherever he goes. In honor of that, we're reviewing the 1994 classic, Ed Wood. Oh, you were expecting maybe Harry Potter? Huh, not this podcast. It's like you don't even know us. <laughs>